Hi there, and welcome to episode eight of the ADHD.UK podcast. I'm James Brown, co-founder of ADHD.UK, and as usual, I'm joined by sunken-eyed, beachball-headed, barnacle arse, Alex Connor. <laughs> Alex, how are you? Sup. Sup. That's, that's what we've got down to now, sup, is it, on your list yeah. of, of welcomes. How are you? Yeah. Are you all right? I'm very well, actually, thank you. Yeah, it's a new year, new me. Uh, I'm not interested. Um, so moving on, um, in today's episode, we're talking about what to expect ahead of a referral from your GP or a self-referral. And we have, on my text, it says a very special guest. It's not a special guest, but we've, we've got somebody. We've got well, somebody in a with, certain way. <laughs> in a certain way, you are very special. But we've yeah. got with us the person you may have heard us refer to as Mrs. ADHD or seen us refer to Mrs. ADHD on social media. And as usual, our, our, our podcast is, a, is a, a tragedy in three parts where we include some evidence-based psychoeducation. There's going to be lots of bad personal reflection and then some top tips um, that um, we've been given or that we find work for, for um, what we're going to talk about today. So, Alex, do you want to introduce our special guest? Mm -hmm. I will, James. Thank you. Yes, before I do, um, I just want to talk about why, why we're discussing this. So, what is a referral and what is pre-referral and what does that mean? Just a reminder, we've done the diagnosis podcast. It's the very first podcast we ever did with the terrible sound because of James. So what we're saying here, what a diagnosis is, is after you've seen your GP, they refer you to a psychiatrist and only a clinical psychiatrist can make a formal diagnosis of ADHD for you. Some people, we've we've heard this loads of times, think that they've they've been given a diagnosis of ADHD and when you drill down, it was their GP said they think they have it or their, their school or university has given them the reasonable adjustments. So they think, oh, well, I've got a diagnosis of ADHD. You don't have a diagnosis of ADHD with a psychiatrist. You also don't have to go through a GP if, you're, if you've gone private or if you're not in the UK. You can self-refer instead of the GP giving that referral to a psychiatrist meeting. But this referral... The meeting with the psychiatrist, and that's an actual medical doctor, is the only way in this country to get an ADHD diagnosis. That's the, the, the one of the boring bits. We're not here to talk about, about diagnosis again. We want to talk about what it feels like when you've been or self-referred or when you've been given a GP's referral to a psychiatrist. Before that, how does that feel? What does it mean to you? What, does, what did it mean to us? We're going we're gonna to talk about some of the... Um, difficulties that ADHD people specifically have with that because we often don't know what to expect because we haven't read the forms properly or because we're not explained properly. Um, ADHD is un underdiagnosed, it's underfunded, so if you're at this stage of waiting for referral, you're already quite far along the journey further than you think. Why it's an extra special guest, I'm so happy. We are today, we've got a guest because we asked somebody who is at that stage, who has been referred and they're waiting for their final psychiatric referral and they uh, probably have ADHD according to the GP and other people and we're interviewing or we'll be discussing this with the incredibly long-suffering saint-like Samantha Brown. <laughs> she embarks on the journey to discover if she does in fact have adult ADHD and Sam's husband is our embarrassing buffoon like James Brown on the other end and because of presumably some very poor life choices in the past Sam's seen stuck living with James. So Sam hello. Hiya that was long wasn't it? He was, yes. Yeah, boring. So boring, wasn't it? Yeah, James <laughs> was really it. He, he does loads of editing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you've agreed to tell us some stuff, Sam. This seems unwise. 
I know. I do make lots of unwise decisions, though. That's just my life. <laughs> so it's a, point in, it's a point in case, obviously, being with me, being close to the top of that list, top half, would you say? Mm. I absolutely would. So, <laughs> would you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've known Sam for quite some years, everybody. <laughs> Sam, I, I'm, I'm going to ask you a question, but it's a leading question, because one of the reasons we wanted to do this podcast, because people are starting to seek referral more and more now, even though it's massively underdiagnosed, because the symptoms of ADHD, like lots of mental health issues, become pronounced during lockdown as the change in working, living practice knocked many coping strategies into a, like a cocked hat. It seems to be true for lots of people. So we thought it'd be really helpful to talk with someone who isn't yet diagnosed, but suspects they might. So as James wrote for me, Sam, you've had the most ADHD career background of anyone, James, I know. Can you tell us about it? Tell us about your career. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've been about a bit. That wasn't intended. Um, generally, <laughs> and in my career as well. Yes. Coincidentally, um, she has also been about a bit. Yeah. Coincidentally, I'm also a massive slag. Um, yeah, I haven't stayed in usually until this job that I'm in now, I didn't stay in a, in a job for longer than a year, that maximum. Um, partly because I'd get bored, partly because I've got massive imposter syndrome. And I would just presume that any minute now, they're going to find out how crap I am and fire me. So I need to move on before they sack me. So I started off in accountancy. I did my AAC qualification, started off working in credit control. Then I went to work for Virgin Atlantic as cabin crew. Um, then I left Virgin for a sham job that wasn't really a job, selling gas and electric. And they did a flit overnight. So I ended up working for a, a window sales company who then I ruined everything. I wrote off his car. I did all the wrong quotes for windows. I lost him loads of money. Then I left there. Then I went to work in a gym. In on reception, first of all, then I was working in sales. Then I went um, and bought a hairdresser's with my ex-husband with one eye. And um, we then, oh, I was a receptionist, first of all, but then I went into colour. I was one of the first people to get a master colour expert in the country, actually. So that was, was really your, cool. What was the second year of your oh, career I like? finished. <laughs> 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 yeah, that was pretty, that was all pretty early on, actually. <laughs> Yeah, and it carries on. I then went back to Virgin. Then I went back to hairdressing. Then I went into MVQs for hairdressing. Then I went into logistics with MVQs. Then I went to work in a prison. Then I went to work at Warwick. And now I'm here. Wow, I'd forgotten the prison thing. Yeah, it's fun. Is, that, is accountancy an ADHD-friendly career, ADHD-friendly career, would you say? Well, I, at first I was really into it. And then I lost <laughs> Sorry. interest. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, you were really into... I was really into it. I love spreadsheets and stuff and numbers I, and all that. I, Double entry bookkeeping, be, yes, please. I couldn't be more turned on than I am right now, <laughs> Sam, to be honest. Me too, James. So, Sam, what's day-to-day day, day day life like for you? Oh, God. <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's turmoil, really. It's just yeah. a shambles, just doing day-to-day -day tasks at work and out of work and anything, really. Sorry, well, thanks everybody for tuning in to episode eight of the ADHD Adult UK podcast. 
Um, I can probably add to the um, description of Sam's day-to-day life because it's it's chaotic. It's a fucking nightmare. It's a, emotional. Um, obviously, I've got ADHD. Sam, whilst she is waiting a diagnosis, clearly also has ADHD. So two people living in a house together with ADHD means every five minutes we're saying, where's that thing? Or I've lost something. Or forgetting to do something. What have something. I come upstairs for? Exactly, exactly. All the executive dysfunction and the lack of working memory and um, the, the poor communication and, and all the things which um, we're going to talk about in a later episode on relationships, actually, it, for years when we didn't know we had ADHD actually could be problematic. But but now we, we know it and we can spot our traits. Um, it's, <laughs> that it's, makes it all it, so much better. <laughs> now we have no problems particularly as sam Sam pointed out before we started recording that i actually tell her off for having adhd and doing adhd things can you give us an example just focus focus on what i'm saying sam oh fuck oh fuck oh no no i don't come on come on i did say say focus to sam Sam. (laughs) sit still sam will you for god's sake yeah all right all right all right i definitely just (laughs) said that stop getting distracted sam do Do you want me to carry on yeah you do not not really no not not really no (laughs) not really yeah just say i am loving the dynamic today because normally (laughs) it's horrible for me horrible you notice i'm not actually saying I'm not actually saying much. I'm just I'm saving it up for both of you. At some point, I'm going to get my own. And he's had no sleep, so he's he's weak and vulnerable at the minute, Alex. I am. I am. Feel free. Yeah, feel free. Pimping. Feel free to. I was going to say something else, but then I I got distracted and forgot. Okay, right. (laughs) Let me ask you another question, Sam. That it's it's a question that I've asked. I ask everyone really, which is which is why did you go and see GP? And did, did you suspect you have ADHD, or did they suggest it? Yeah, so, um, hang on, let me think. So I was coping all right until I started going through the perimenopause and then everything just started getting a bit mental and I thought I was actually going insane. And then lockdown happened and I hate routine, but I didn't realise how much I relied on routine. And when that went out the window, everything just went to shit and it was just, I just couldn't do anything. I couldn't wash, I couldn't do just basic things, even going to the supermarket, the anxiety was so much. It was just, everything just went to shit. But I didn't know what it was originally. And back then, I, we didn't even, oh, sorry. I was just going to say, if I can just add, you're not allowed to go to the supermarket because your impulse spending means that you'll go to the supermarket, spend £200 and come back with no food. So Shiny it, things. Saying, yes, yeah, shiny things. Exactly. Apologies to cut in, but I just wanted to make sure that everybody gets a clear picture of what your life life was like before you realized you had ADHD. <laughs> and equally as well, when I got diagnosed, obviously that was a, a moment for you, wasn't it? Because I I started saying to you, I think you've probably got ADHD. Well, as well. It was, I was filling out the questionnaires for you. And then I realized that actually I could give examples for all of these things for myself. And I remember initially going to you and saying, do you know what, there's a few things here that I could give examples for. And then it just kind of, we just started to realise then. It seems obvious from here, if I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I have to say. I keep, saying, I keep saying to all my friends, how did we never know that I've got ADHD? And they all keep saying, we all knew, Sam, we all knew. <laughs> 
Yeah, she says friends. She says friends plural, but obviously <laughs> just, she's just one person. Yeah, yeah. Just exaggerating there, aren't you? <laughs> That's so, James. So you, so you chose to go to the GP because it, because you knew a little bit about it. And how was the GP conversation? Uh, I was really scared. I remember that, um, and I asked to be referred to psychiatry uk which they didn't do actually yeah. <laughs> um i filled out the questionnaire and everything for psychiatry uk which wasn't passed on because they didn't refer me to them um but yeah i was really scared but i had i was because I've, I've had counseling all through my life and um on um antidepressants and my counselor had said to her i think i might be adhd and she'd kind of agreed that maybe it was good for me to go for a diagnosis so yeah. i kind of had that as well to but yeah, I'm, I was still scared and still am scared that they might say, I don't know what's wrong with you. <laughs> you know, we hear that a lot, in fact, and I felt it too. I expected them to say, no, ADHD is real and everybody else has got it, but you're just a lazy fat. <laughs> I'm we, just we, we talked about this before on the podcast and Sam and I have talked about it a lot. It actually took us about three months for you to kind of to accept in a, in a way and really calm down the first three months after we we had a conversation where we said i think it's pretty obvious you've got adhd you i mean you're a fucking mess most of the time but you were a real mess for about three months you just yeah. you were so because it's challenging you built up this identity of i'm useless i'm not very good at yeah. stuff i'm and and then all of a sudden you start thinking hang on a minute is it is it because i've got adhd but the flip side to that is if you find that you haven't got adhd then you just confirm that you are all of those mm. things. So it is such a scary period of time for people. And yeah, I really struggled with that. I really struggled because it was such a big part of my identity to say, oh, I'm just I'm stupid, I'm lazy, I'm useless. And I didn't want that taken away because I didn't want to have an excuse for all the things that are wrong with me. I want right. people to think that I'm stupid and lazy and useless. I don't... Oh, so, it do. sounds a bit weird when I say it. <laughs> it doesn't because we often say the words excuse or reason. It's not an excuse, is it? It's a reason for some of the behaviours, some of the choices. Yeah, but I didn't want that. I didn't wow. want that. That's really interesting. Did, did some people report grief, grief for what they could have been if they'd known earlier? Have you <sighs> I've tried not to think about that, actually. <laughs> I, I, I went into it a little bit once and um, I stopped that avenue and I've bricked that off in my brain. <laughs> I think it's wise. I'm still slightly bitter about school. <laughs> I don't get into that. So did your GP take you seriously, Sam? Um, yes, they did. That's really good. I'm, I mean, clearly, because <laughs> you got referred, right? I mean, if I'm going to ask a yes-no question, I'm going to expect a yes-no answer. So. <laughs> and, and, and did they give you homework before or homework afterwards or, or neither? Nothing, nothing. Uh, I just wasn't told anything. I was just waiting. So they said they'll refer you, whatever the hell that means, and then they were, yes. and then you waited. And then um, what happened? Did something come through? Did they phone you or send you a letter? Can you remember? I think I got a letter. Um, you think I've asked you to prepare this, Sam? <laughs> <laughs> you bastard! <laughs> I told Sam that there was no preparation needed. <laughs> um, I have actually written it all down, but I can't read anything right now because my brain yeah. just won't compute. But yeah, they've sent me a letter just saying, "Oh, I had to update my details," and then they'd ring me, and that's when I realised I hadn't been referred to Psychiatry UK because it was like a local service that hadn't been set up yet. They were trying to wait for funding. So then I updated that and then just wasted more and then had another letter. And then for an initial assessment, I had a, an appointment. And do you know who I that was? Do you remember? I am um, autism, ADHD, 
No, I mean, so, what kind of person was it? Was it a human? I, don't know. I didn't what meet did her. She was female. She seemed yeah. really nice. Do <laughs> you know what her qualifications were? I don't know. No, and, and she will have told me. If you can't but, see Sam's face because you're not watching it on YouTube, the shame that we all have when we don't know what's going on takes us <laughs> right back to school when people, everyone gets their textbooks out and I don't have my textbook. <laughs> it's not on you, Sam. You should. They should have made sure you understand this. This is. I'm the sure they probably did off. in the beginning, but I was very, very scared. Yeah, if you didn't, they didn't do their job. It's not on you. It's not on the patient. It's on the medical team. And... and uh, so I, I will tell people this wasn't with a psychiatrist. It's an initial assessment which, with a range of potential uh, clinical people who aren't able to give a diagnosis, it's before actual referral meeting. So it's it would be. Were you, did you say you were given a questionnaire or something to think about? Do you have to write anything? So, yes. No, I didn't have to write anything. It was all over the phone. And she said, this is just a really quick, simple questionnaire. You don't need to go into details with any of your answers, which obviously I did go into great detail. And it went on for over an hour. Um, I think it was supposed to be yes and no answers. But I just I literally from my birth, I went into detail about everything. Right. And she did start from a birth all the way through. Yeah, and, and just a reminder for everyone that they have to. You have to have had the symptoms of ADHD mm. as a child to qualify for a diagnosis. That's absolutely imperative. And that's yeah. important because during the pandemic especially, a lot of the symptoms of anxiety look like ADHD, so it would it would mm. be misdiagnosed if people weren't like that. Can I, can I just can I just confirm? Am I am I needed for this? Because I've got other stuff I can do. <laughs> Very funny. I've got a question. ASRS is that what Sam would have been asked likely, or something else? What do you think? So so, <clears throat> not not to big myself up at all or ever give myself credit there was a little bit no. of preparation from me mm. with sam before she went to the doctor so um i made sure that she was kind of briefed and had she already filled in um the srs the long the longer form when the 18 question one which obviously screams gray box gray box gray box which is indicative that she's um likely to have adhd and and um I, then i've forgotten what we were talking about so yeah, <laughs> and the preparation. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He oh, gave yeah. me loads of things to read, but I didn't. I couldn't. I forgot they were even there. To be no, honest, really, that is not unfamiliar. <laughs> right. I think that's a natural, natural time to take a break because clearly yeah. um, <laughs> I'm not involved in this, so I may as well just kind of direct it and say that's the end of part one. Join Alex and Sam because I'm going to have fucked off by then. <laughs> part two of episode eight of whatever it is we're doing today see you in part two <laughs> welcome back to part two of episode eight of the adhd adult uk podcast where two other people are going to talk and i'm going to sit here apparently in silence so alex do you want to carry on asking questions <laughs> thanks james it's good to have a good to have a host Hello, welcome back, Sam. Thanks for joining us again. Um, Thank you. I've got a question, and it is, so we've talked about what led up to you getting a referral with the psychiatrist, which is coming up soon. I don't know if you know the date. We don't need to know. What What do you think is going to happen in that referral? Um, they said that they're going to do a video chat with me and James, Ooh. and she said it's going to be pretty similar to the first chat that I had, which was fine. You... Okay. Did you like it? 
Well, I was really, really scared about it. And I thought James gave me loads of stuff to like he'd prepared, to, which I didn't look at any of. And I should have just trusted myself that you just you just need to talk about your experiences. And it's, not, they weren't trying to trick me. I think that's what I thought. No. I thought that they were um, trying to trick me. But it wasn't. Yeah, it was with, just a general within, conversation. Within five minutes of that general conversation, I'm pretty sure that they, she, she knew <laughs> you were ADHD. Just, just, just to clarify that um, we've talked about medication for ADHD in the past, and stimulant medication is obviously the most commonly prescribed. They ordered an ECG for Sam, you know, immediately after this first initial yeah, conversation, did, which suggests to me they're pretty, they're pretty <laughs> certain. <laughs> They're pretty they certain she's got ADHD. Yeah. We should point out to everybody, if you don't know this, that an ECG is how they measure your heart working all right. And because the medication drugs, of st the stimulant drugs of ADHD affect your heart a bit, that they make sure that you're, you're fit and well to, to take them. So in this video chat, Sam, who's, who who is the person that's going to be in it? Have they told you? Do you know? I don't know. Yeah, not their name. But who, I presume I'm... it's a man. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> <laughs> because he's a, he's a doctor. That is astonishing. <laughs> <laughs> the first one was a woman. I presume this one's going to be a man. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's amazing. I'm, I'm I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> Well, I, I find this really interesting that, again, we don't, and I felt the same way. I didn't know what to expect, didn't know what was going to happen, didn't know who was in there, probably didn't do the homework and felt shame that I should, oh, I should probably know that, or somebody knows that. You know, this is a kind of version of ableism that if they don't provide stairs for people who have mobility issues, obviously that's a problem. People with ADHD who can't fill in forms and don't always understand the verbal rules if we're not paying attention. To not check that we don't know what's going to happen at the initial assessment in the GP's meeting and in the referral is, in my opinion, James and Sam, a form of ableism. Boring, right. though, that was, wasn't it? Yeah, and, and I don't know that they might have. I just, I forget everything. Sorry, James. No, 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 it's okay, mate. I just, I had, for once during this podcast, <laughs> I had a chance to speak. Just for a split second. <laughs> Awful voice could be heard, and you just fucking cut me up. So. <laughs> just, just, the pair of you carry on, honestly. Okay, then. I think James's mic wasn't working then. It was just blah, blah, blah for me. I don't know if you got anything. <laughs> yeah, he's always white noise to me. I've got James. What do, you think, what do you think they could have done, Sam, to make you understand what was about to happen better? They could have told me what was about to happen. <laughs> What if you forgot it? Oh, I do forget everything, you know. They could have put it in writing for me. I love things in writing. Yeah, and I think that's something we talk about a lot, isn't it? It's a very simple thing that people could do, not just in the medical health community, but at work, and not buried in a list of other stuff. It's one of the main bits of advice that James and I give across all environments when we're helping people employ people with ADHD, Write it down and don't bury the lead. Don't if you've got want us to do one thing, write one thing down. Uh, because if you tell us and we're not receptive to that, that's not our fault, Sam. It's not your fault. It's not mine that you didn't know what was going. On. It's not your fault. It's oh, it's like Goodwill Hunting, but uh, not Matt Damon. If you haven't seen that, it doesn't make sense. I have, but I forget every film as soon as I've watched it. So it's my superpower. I've got one major question for you. Go on. What? What what is it like living with James? 
Oh my God. <laughs> he's an absolute mess of a in fact, it's a nightmare for both of us because he's an absolute mess of a human being. And I, if anything, I'm too perfect. And I know that that really annoys him. So we've both got our cross to bear there. I love this that James is a mess because working with James isn't. He puts on this Jake work face and it's quite easy to really? work with James. I'm, I'm never saying that again, Brown, but, it, you know, it, it's relatively, well, I, yeah, it is. It's easy and we, we're pretty successful together. But at home, I'm fully aware he's a hot fucking mess. Yeah. Give me specific examples. Oh, my God. It's just constant. I can't even. It's just constant. Where have I put this? What, what was I going there for? Where have I done this? everything he just loses everything he forgets everything he forgets i put in so what because i'm a pa that's my job believe it or not <laughs> and, <laughs> no good for myself but i'm great for other people and i put everything i diarize everything but even so he still forgets things it's just an absolute nightmare i mean i'm not great either i've got to say but yeah he's awful to live with i hate it it's a living hell <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm kind. <laughs> you um, are kind, and actually, he's generalist. annoyingly good at loads of stuff. I hate that about him as well. <laughs> Sammy, you're aware that ADHD adults often are much worse than other people at knowing their own strengths. They can see them in others, like anyone, but they don't know their own strengths. So you often talk about your weaknesses, imposter, turmoil, shambles, mm. all those. But you don't talk about your own strengths, and James. Yeah, but I don't own. have any strengths. Yeah, so, no, I was. Well, I actually say, don't though. Yeah, it's a really good point. There's fuck all about Sam that's useful <laughs> or enjoyable or pleasant. She's she's just a anyone husk. would confirm that. Anyone mm, would confirm dried that. up husk of a person. Yep. That is a fair point. It was a bad example. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. Right then. Thank you so much, Sam. That was amazing. We <laughs> are going to come back to you. And Sam's agreed to talk to us after her referral conversation with a psychiatrist about how it went and how she felt about it, regardless of the outcome. James okay, I'll, I'll, I'll interject. I'll interject. But I don't. I don't know what I've forgotten. Let's take a break anyway, because clearly All I right, haven't slept then. for three days, and I'm not working. And in part three, um, we'll do. We'll talk about some other stuff. I don't know what, but we'll talk about some stuff, probably, or you two will anyway. So um, we'll see you in part three. <laughs> Loving this. Welcome back to part three of episode eight of the ADHD Adult UK podcast. We're going to start part three, and I can imagine Alex's heart is sinking already by playing our regular game. What's James forgotten or mislaid this week? But there's a slight twist. I'm always being um, told on Instagram about how negative I am um, when talking about ADHD. So we're going to we're going to turn it around. And, and today's uh, game, Alex. Today's question is. Actually, what did James find this week? So it's a bit of a positive. It's something that's previously lost, um, but being found. So you've got three options as usual. And if I can remind people that Alex has so far scored two, I think, out of, is it four or five? It's shit, whatever your score is anyway. So as you. usual, th three options. Uh, one of them is correct and two of them are made up. So what have I found that was previously lost this week? So option one is both of Sam's bank cards, which we lost. You may remember we talked about this in a previous episode. Number two, option two is the cup of tea that I famously lost five months ago. Um, have I finally found it? And then option three is all four pairs of my spectacles in the same place. So those are your three options. 
Oh, it's, that is a difficult one. I don't think it's a cup of tea. I think it's got broken. Somebody, somebody not very far from you <laughs> threw it in the bin and doesn't want to bring it up. So I'm going to go with, and I'm pretty confident, it was the third one. Yeah, you fucker, you're right. <laughs> yeah, we have found my bank cards as well, though. No, you found them, not me, though. This is not what oh, Sam right, found okay. this week. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, all, all my glasses were in the car, like on yes. the floor in the back seat. So, and I found them all, and, and, and hence I'm wearing a pair today. So, well done, Alex. I'm really annoyed. I even like right. winning at the shittiest game in the world. <laughs> I know exactly, and it is the shittiest game in the world. So, we're gonna we're gonna move on very quickly to some personal reflections and mine are limited because um whether you've listened to episode one i uh, got a private diagnosis because i was in an absolute shithole of a mess and i couldn't wait i just couldn't wait for any waiting time so i um with help from my family paid um for psychiatry uk to diagnose me so i only had about a week maybe two weeks between realizing i needed this and actually having my, my diagnostic interview so i I didn't have a lot of trepidation or fear or emotional reaction to it. I just wanted it. I just wanted it to happen. I knew I had ADHD and I just wanted those words to be spoken, that letter to be given to me and all the drugs in the world, please. And thank you, sir. So for me, that there, there really kind of wasn't much of a, of a process because there wasn't a lot of time. And I was also in a really dark place at the time. So I was more worried about kind of getting through the, the night without, you know, dark things happening. Um, which isn't a sex thing, by the way, um, but uh, than than my emotional response. So that that that's my very short and dull personal reflection on the pre pre diagnosis bit for me. Alex, what about it you? Is, it's also why we do this podcast, isn't it? That that meeting you had led, led to every to this really. Mine was about yeah. six seven years ago, and I didn't know I had ADHD. Yet, as is documented, I went for uh, alcohol use problems, and I exactly as Sam said earlier. I felt I was going to be tricked. I didn't really know what to expect because I hadn't paid full attention. I didn't feel safe, emotionally safe. And I didn't, because my body was a temple and all that, except for the <laughs> alcohol <laughs> issue, I didn't want to take drugs because I didn't want to change who I was. So all of it, I felt so much turmoil and trepidation. I mean, everything Sam said today, I felt. And it was like listening to me years ago. So it was almost like, it was weird, like almost identical. I completely kind of got that i didn't like it at all that's it i'm not because it's more about sam's than mine i i'm and we've we've had so many let's move on to top tips have you got anything either of you i'll start with james have you got a top tip for for if you're at the pre-referral stage um yeah it's a good question the top tip for me is we we know and this is one of the reasons that this is one of our largest activities is psychoeducation my top tip is learn read read everything you can about adhd because if you genuinely feel that you have got adhd you're going to be able to deal with the issues it presents with you better if you understand it if you can spot the things that you do that are because of your adhd you're going to be earlier on in the process more able to to not self-chastise and to give yourself a break and to realise that you're not crap and lazy and rubbish and that these are behaviours that are governed by your brain. So learn as much as you can about ADHD and the time that you've got before you actually get that diagnosis. Thanks, James. Sam, is there any top tip you would have 
you would give to me, you before this point, yeah. I would say just just trust yourself. Um, they're not trying to trick you. Um, the questions are going to ask you about, they're all experiences that you've experienced. So you just need to give honest answers. And th- yeah, that's it really. It's just not, there's no, no right or wrong answer. If you're going to be diagnosed, you want to be diagnosed on your experiences. So that's all you're doing. There's nothing to be scared of. You're just giving your past experiences. I think that's really good. My top tip follows on from that, which is you're allowed to ask. And I didn't know this. I didn't feel like this. I I didn't know that I could have phoned them up after my referral letter and said, what's going to happen? What will it be like? Just phone. They're just people on the end of a phone. You can phone and go, am I going to be tricked? You know, you can just say these things. They're just people that you don't, they don't go, no, you're in fact, we're going to cancel your referral because (laughs) you're curious about your own health journey. Fuck off. (laughs) So you are allowed to ask. You are a a valid human who's allowed to have these conversations. That's a good one, actually. Before we we finish, um, I'd like to have a quick chat with Sam. Alex isn't aware of this, actually, but ADHD manifests itself in many ways. And we haven't got a product of the week this week um, to recommend, but I'm going to recommend a tattoo. And it's actually a tattoo that Sam had recently do you want to tell us about that tattoo sam not really no (laughs) (laughs) well i'd had a really nice tattoo that i really like on my side and it was from a flash which is when they you can choose from pictures they've already done and i thought that went really well i'm not very good at making decisions so i'll do that again so very quickly after i had that one i then saw somebody's flash and in it was a picture of a cactus and i thought I like cacti. I'll have that one. Um, And (laughs) anyway, I turned up and he drew it and I didn't like it. But, you know, I was I didn't want to say I don't like that and I don't want it on a prominent pace on my body. And I didn't want to offend him and make him think that I wouldn't have it on somewhere where people wouldn't see. So almost just to show him how pleased I was with it, even though it wasn't. I then had it in a really prominent place, like on the front by my stomach and quite large, just to show him that actually it wasn't that shit. It is that shit. And I really regret it. But I think you've got to have a tattoo you regret, haven't you? What is it, your relationship to this tattooist? Is it your brother? Oh, no, no, I don't know him. No, I don't know him <laughs> at all. We'll never meet him again. But it was really important that he knew that I didn't think he was a bad tattooist. And I couldn't cancel it. That would just be rude. So, yeah. It, it, it would, yeah. Wow. I don't know where to go with that. That is It's really cute. Amazing. Like a, almost like a cartoon cactus coloured in. It is. It's, it's right a, it's on a the lot, front, a... like by my groin. Yeah, a large, well, I've got a, a creature pie on my forehead, as you all know, so it's the same thing, I imagine. That is a crazy, crazy choice. So what's our product of the week? A shit tattoo to avoid yeah, nursing a, a shit, yeah, shit ta- yeah, a shit tattoo to avoid Everybody's got to have a tattoo that they regret, haven't they? I don't think that's in the... No, I don't, no, evidence-based that would say no. <laughs> oh, yeah. well, I didn't know that was an option. <laughs> yeah. you know. so on, that, on that note, I'd like to say... Thank you. I know. Actually, I don't want to say thank you because I've, I've barely been involved in this. And it, for me, it's just been. Oh, yeah, he's still here, James. I thought you'd gone. This, so, what, the notes I've got in front of me say that that was a very special episode of the ADHD <laughs> podcast. I wrote that. I would, I would actually say it's easily the worst episode we've done yet. Largely because I'd I wasn't agree with that. In it. Um, but I'd like to thank 
Mrs. ADHD, my wife, Sam, for um, something. Alex, I can't say anything positive about, but he was definitely involved. Um, if you'd like to get in touch with us about anything we've discussed during, well, not we, anything that Alex and Sam have discussed <laughs> during this podcast, then get in touch with them, not me, because obviously I'm not important, <laughs> uh, via the usual social media accounts. That's at ADHD Adult UK. And we will see you next time. Goodbye. Bye, all. <laughs>